0: And God has been speaking some some very interesting things and having us pray out some very interesting things, preparing for the future and just getting ready for 2018. I can tell you 2018 is going to be good. It's already good. It's going to be even better. Amen? Amen? Amen. Well, we'll pray and then we'll worship. And this evening, you I believe you're very blessed to... Pastor John Moe is going to be ministering to us. And uh, you're going to be blessed. Amen? Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Father, we do thank you that you are here with us. You're in the midst of this. And that as we continue to seek you, as we continue to lift up the name of Jesus... As we continue to put you first in this new year, I thank you, Father, that you'll, you'll just bottom line, that you'll gain all the glory, all the praise, all the worship that's due your name. And Father, I know that in you are, is everything that we need, everything that we long for, everything that we desire. And so, Lord, we don't come this week to, to get... From you, we come. It's on my heart. It's been in my heart all along that we've come to minister to you. So tonight, Father, as we worship, accept our worship, accept our ministry towards you. And Holy Spirit, we, where we fall short, where we aren't able to, I, I thank you, Lord, that you're making it up for us. You're, you're helping us get there worshiping in spirit and in truth. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Midst, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Praise God. Why don't we all stand before you're seated, if you if you can? I know you've been standing for a while. Well, praise the Lord. We greet you in the name of the Lord. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Excellent. Are you blessed? Amen. Amen. It's good to be back here again, and I want to start off by. Um, How many of you know that uh, you have wonderful pastors here at this church? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Pastors John and Debbie, let's give them a big round of applause. We appreciate them. You know, when God gave you them, he gave you his best. Amen. You know, whether you realize it or not, pastors, you know... They're not perfect.
2: Amen.
1: And then, uh, neither church members aren't perfect either. Amen. But they are part of gifts, they are gifts to the body of Christ. And they are gifts that God has selected. They didn't choose to be a gift. God called them to be a gift to the body of Christ. And the funny thing about a gift is this, is that number one is that you have to make a decision whether or not you're going to receive the gift or not. And then number two, you have to make a decision whether or not you're going to open the gift or not. You know, gifts come in many different forms and many different packages you know at christmas time they give sometimes people give what they call a white elephant gift but god will never give you a white elephant gift he'll never give you something that you want to take back no but the gifts of god have to be received and so you know uh We're here this week, and I tell you what—I'm here, and he has asked me to speak. But I, this week, he's my pastor, and I—it's amazing how you can receive. Sometimes people don't like how things are wrapped or packaged, you know. I remember years—I don't know why am I talking about this, but this is good. I remember years ago that um, in our church, I pastored Destiny Bible Church there in Indianola. I had a lady, and she was our first-time visitor, and I spoke, and she was doing the service, and I was standing by the door shaking hands when people were leaving the service. And she said this to me when she came through. I shook her hand and thanked her for coming, and she said this. She goes, you know, uh," I said, did you get anything out of the service? She goes, I sure did. I said, what would you get? She goes, I found out during the service that my daddy's wrong. I go, your daddy's wrong? She goes, you can never receive anything from a black person. And I smiled. I said, Good. (laughs) You know, she received something from the from the from the service, from the message. You know? It's amazing. You know, God will place a gift in your life. I mean, you know, a wife is a blessing to a husband, <laughs> and all the husbands went, "Amen."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, sometimes, you know, you uh, sometimes husbands don't receive from their wives the gifting that's on the inside of her. Very interesting. This church is really good about receiving gifts. I've been here before. Pastor Dan and Claudia, give them a big round of applause. You know, thank God someone started something. You know, if they hadn't started something, none of us would even be here tonight. You know, the funny thing is, is when you have a gift, And that gift, when it's in manifestation, it's amazing how things can be started. You know, God will just stir things up and start something. Put some things in their hearts, amen? It's amazing how the Holy Spirit works. Well, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know, but it's just, I felt like talking about it. (laughs) Everyone say, thank God for the gift.
2: Thank God for the gift.
1: It's really, it's good to thank God for the gifts that he's placed in our lives. Amen. We need to be appreciative. So anyway, um, uh, I'm Pastor John Mo. if you've never heard me or have never met me, and uh, uh, it's an honor to be here tonight once again, and uh, my wife uh, cannot be here with me this evening. She's at home. We've got four kids, and one of them, we've got two daughters and two sons, and two daughters are out of the house. One's in school right now. And the other one just had a baby, so I became a, a G-paw, grandpa, papaw. I don't even know what to call myself yet, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's exciting stuff. And we have two boys at home, and they start school tomorrow after their Christmas break, but she sends her greetings. So uh, she wanted, she's going to ask me, did you tell them I said hello? And I, I'll say yes. And I told them I did. And then the other day, uh, on Saturday, I arrived on Sunday evening. On Saturday, I talked with Reverend Robin and Carol Roberts. And um, they told me, when you get there, be sure to tell them that we send our greetings and our love. And so now, the next time I can talk to them, I was obedient. (laughs) And so they send their greetings and love as well. And so... and. uh, also, too, I want to acknowledge Vern Norton over here. Vernie, Mary's not here tonight, but Vern's here. Let's give Brother Vern a big round of applause. <clears throat> they graciously opened their home up to me, and they've treated me like a king, and it's just wonderful. And, uh, I, you know, you get around Vern, and, you know, things get on you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, if you're having a problem with love, hang out, go have lunch with Vern. And I'm telling you, the love of God, I get all over you. And uh, they're just a wonderful couple and a tremendous blessing to the body of Christ. And I want to say thank you for opening up your home and allowing me to stay with you. It's a whole lot better than Motel 6. So um, we're going to go to the Word of God. Anyone believing God with me here tonight? Amen. We're going to go to the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you in the name of Jesus for the Word of God. Father, you've got something for everyone here in the room. Father, I believe by faith you've got something for the pickiest eaters, Father, that are here in the room tonight, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus that by your Holy Spirit that we would be led and that we would say things or that you would touch hearts in such a way that everyone leaves... Everyone leaves with something from the table of God. And we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, someone said amen. 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 Of course, uh, once again, it's an honor to be here, but I want to pick up on our theme scripture that, we, that Pastor John's been using this week. If you've got your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to Luke's Gospel, the 19th chapter. Luke's Gospel, chapter 19, or if you've got some kind of device Luke's Gospel, the 19th chapter. And uh, I wanted to look at this again. And um, we'll use this as a springboard for what I believe God's placed on my heart. We'll look at over in Psalms, the 92nd chapter after this. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 19. If you're there, say, I'm there. And verse number 11, it says this. I'm reading out of a new King James Bible. It says, now, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called 10 of his servants, delivered Notice this, he delivered to them ten minas and said to them, do business till I come. Well, the theme this week is, is, is the, uh, we've been using the word engage. In other words, when you're doing business, you're engaging in business until he comes. Everyone say, until he comes. Until he comes. And then notice in the Old Testament, that's how the New Testament, let's go to the Old Testament. Psalms, the 92nd chapter. Psalms chapter 92, I'm going to use these two portions of scripture as a springboard for my message tonight, Psalms the 92nd chapter, we're thankful for the word of God, aren't we?
2: Amen. Amen.
1: And I want you to notice here, of course, uh, this is a little footnote in my Bible it says this is a psalm or a song for the Sabbath day. And they would sing this on the Sabbath day. But I want you to notice here in verse number 10, it says this. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox, and I have been anointed with what? Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Uh, That's what I want to talk to you tonight. Uh, I want to talk to you about fresh oil. Turn to your neighbor and say, you could really use some fresh oil. (laughs) Someone say, why do we need fresh oil, Pastor Mo? I mean, no. know, if you're going to do kingdom business, you need some fresh oil.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. You know, many times we don't realize we're trying to do business on old oil. We're trying to do kingdom business with no oil sometimes. You know, if you don't have any oil in the engine, I mean, how I mean, you know that engine will just lock up on you? I mean, there's great damage done to the engine. I mean, you know, you change the oil in your car every now and then. It gets uh, dirty and contaminated from, you know, the wear and tear of driving. And sometimes, as we're doing kingdom business, it's good just to have some fresh oil. You know, back in Luke's gospel, let's. Go, I want to go back there again. Luke's gospel, chapter 19, and I want to look at this again in verse number 13. He said, so he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, do business till I come. And so here we have this master, and uh, of course, uh, Jesus is telling this parable. And he says, uh, this nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. I mean, you know, Jesus is going to return someday. And he's in the process of receiving for himself a kingdom. Mm -hmm. And notice what it says here. So he called ten of his servants, delivered... To them, ten minus, and said to them, "Do business or engage in business till I come." You know whether we realize it or not, we're supposed to be uh, uh, be involved in kingdom business until He comes.
2: Yes,
1: until Jesus returns, there will always be kingdom business that needs to be done. Always. Verse 14, but his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. Notice it says here that um, they sent a delegation saying, We will not have this man reign over us. You know, when you say no to kingdom business, you're saying that I don't want Jesus, you're not Lord of my life. Very interesting. We don't, you're not going to reign over us. You're not going to tell me what to do. Who are you to tell me to do kingdom business? How dare you tell me to do kingdom business? Uh, I'm not doing anything for you. You know, God will deal with us about kingdom things. He'll start dealing with us about his business. And how many know his business takes front, How I many his business is front and center. Amen. Many times we put our business in front of his business and we make a mistake when we do that his business has top priority and and should always have top priority you know uh, I remember when I was in Bible school they had us read the book of Haggai and then I'm thinking Haggai it's Old Testament you know and I'm reading the book of Haggai and then we were supposed to read it for this class we had In our term, we had to read that book, uh, I think it was 25 times. And I remember reading the book of Haggai. And um, Haggai is a story where, you know, of course, they referred to him as a minor prophet, but I don't think any prophet's minor. And he records in there about how uh, uh, the people were busy doing their own business, yet the work of the house of the Lord went undone and because they didn't put kingdom business first you know his message was you know you live in your paneled houses and you do this and do that but yet you know over here the house of the lord isn't taken care of and he says you know you do this you work and you earn money and you uh put it into bags but you put it into bags with holes in it why because the house of God is neglected. In other words, you know, you didn't put kingdom business first. You know, the real reason why some people aren't prospering more than they should be prospering is because they've neglected kingdom business. It's very interesting. You know, I've seen where I've talked to people as a pastor, and I remember with this one individual, I said to them, uh, you know, do you know that none of this is in my notes? I don't even know. We're just, we're just going for it. Is that right if we just go for it? Amen. It's just one of those shotgun services. We'll shoot and then if we miss you, we'll get you later on or something. <laughs> but uh, I remember talking to this man and he's anointed and called of God and he has an anointing and, and someone says what does this have to do with anointing we'll get there but he has an anointing and the power of God's on his life the anointing is the power of God It's the Holy Spirit it's the help the Holy Spirit helps us with his power his grace and stuff like that you know to do what God's called him to do and I said to him, he's just uh, really struggling and I remember sitting down and I talked to him and I said this to him I said you know you put a lot of effort in your job and you know and what he was doing. I said, You put a lot of effort in your job. I said, but what you do here at the church is more important than what you do on your for your job. I said, if you'll be faithful and if you'll put as much effort into the things here at the church as you do your natural job, I said, God'll just bless you. You won't have you don't need to work a second job. You he'll meet all your financial needs. You know? I sat down and talked, you know, he didn't he just didn't like what I had to say about that. But yet over in the book of Haggai, uh, you you know, they needed to rebuild the temple and it hadn't been rebuilt and people were just going about their lives doing their everyday business neglecting the important things that God needed to get done. And it caused them to put money into a bag with holes in it Eve went on to say, you know, you know, your are clothed, but no one's, no one's warm. You know, you can buy, you know, clothes for your kids, but they're still not warm. You know, they lose their hat and gloves and you got to go out and rebuy them again and things aren't working well. Sometimes things aren't working so well because we're neglecting kingdom business. Thank you, Pastor Mo. That's a great service. <laughs> you're off to a great start there. Let's say it together. Everyone say, I like kingdom business. I like kingdom business. Obviously, I'm preaching to the choir here because you're all here tonight. You're interested in kingdom business. The people who have gathered here this week to pray, they're interested in kingdom business. You have pastors that are interested in kingdom business. They have the things of the kingdom of God on their hearts. They're talking about, you know, uh, expanding. You know, you know, we don't always like being stretched. How many of you know that? I don't like the Gumby ministry. Someone says, Gumby, what's Gumby? If you don't know, look it up on Google, okay? But uh, Gumby gets stretched. I don't always like being stretched, but it's good to be stretched. For the kingdom of God, nothing wrong with that. We see here. Um, I need to get back to this portion of scripture. We see that this nobleman, he's given them minas. He told them to do business until I come, and they made they uh, they said we uh, we don't want this man to rule over us. You know, uh, we're talking about uh, uh, kingdom business. There is an anointing to do kingdom business. The moment you say, yes, I'm willing to do what you want me to do, Lord. How many you know there's an anointing that will help you do what God's called you to do? Are we interested in having the anointing? Amen, It makes all the difference in the world. And uh, when you say, yes, God, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in kingdom business. There's an anointing that goes with that. And God will anoint you. He'll give you a fresh anointing. And so these men made a decision, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not interested in, in this man being Lord over us. I don't want to do what he tells me to do. You know, I, I was sitting over there doing worship and the Lord spoke to me. He says, you know, many times people's attitudes can really stop the anointing of God from being effective in their lives. We have to check our attitudes. Yes. I mean, you know, when you know, uh, when you've got two, you got problems. So since you got scripture for that, you know, in the Old Testament, we had priests and stuff that would minister, and and the uh, you know the anointing is for the service of the work of God. You know, they had an anointing oil and they would anoint the high priest with the anointing oil for service, to serve as a minister on behalf of God. They would anoint the instruments that were in the tabernacle for service, sanctify them, anoint them for the service of God. When you say yes to kingdom business, God will anoint you for his service a sanctification process starts to take place in your life. Amen? Amen. And so we uh, we have over here in the Old Testament, we had the high priest and he had two sons that weren't doing what was right. And God spoke to the man and he says, you know, your boys aren't doing what's right. And he went over and he said to his sons, you know, what I hear about you boys is not good. Mm -mm, It's not good. I hear that, you know, you're uh, engaging in uh, a lifestyle that's not good and you're sleeping around and you're taking the offerings from the people and you're not handling those things right. You know, what I hear is not good. And did you know that they didn't change? And yet they were in... The priesthood with their dad part of the priesthood working you know with their father in the priesthood and you know there was no change and then uh, God raised up a, a young man by the name of Samuel and God spoke to him and God showed him what he was going to do and Samuel shared with the dad yeah, you know this is what's going to take place but there still wasn't any change and then eventually there was a day when uh, the priest died, his sons died, and the Spirit of God departed that day. The Spirit of God left that day. Why did the Spirit of God leave? It didn't have to leave. It left because people, their attitudes weren't right. You know, a good attitude is a teachable attitude. How many of you know that? Amen. How many know we all need to be teachable? You know, when you're willing to say I'm wrong and you're right, God, that's a good attitude. I mean, you know, I figured out God knows a whole lot more than I do. You know, there'll be times when I'll just stop and say, God, my bad. (coughs) You're right and I'm wrong. I just ask you to forgive me, Lord. I thank you for correcting me. I thank you for helping me out. You know, that's a good attitude to have. You know, Cain... God came to Cain and said, uh, Abel's bringing his offering and Cain's bringing his offering. But, you know, God received Abel's offering, but didn't receive Cain's offering. And God started talking to him about his attitude. He says, you need to do something about your attitude. If you'll do what's right, you'll be received. And he did. He says, sin's crouching at the door and you've got to master over it or it's going to master over you. And he didn't check his attitude, and then he murdered his brother. Think about that. You know, when it comes to the service of God, sometimes we can even start out with a good attitude, and we're thankful that God's using us. But then even when we're in ministry, we get busy in ministry, and before you know it, our attitude toward ministry can be terrible. I heard a minister say years ago he goes ministry wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the people and then he laughed (laughs) but isn't that what ministry is for we're here to serve the people Jesus said I came not to be served but I came to serve and he was our example and he I mean Jesus had people walk out on him He said, Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you don't have any part of me. And all the crowds quit following him. Did you know that he maintained a good attitude? (laughs) He had a good attitude. He just kept on doing ministry. You know, just kept on doing ministry. You know, the Bible gives us some indication of course, Lucifer was in heaven. We refer to him as Satan today. And he fell, and it seems like about a third of the angels fell with him. You know, uh, there's, we make a mistake today, and there's some teaching, and even in Christian circles, that everything rises and falls on leadership. I would submit to you that that's not true. You wouldn't say that God the Father is a bad leader. And you wouldn't say that Jesus, I mean, he was perfect. If, there's any, if, there, was never, if there was ever going to be a perfect pastor, Jesus was a perfect pastor. He's the shepherd of the sheep, isn't he? And if there was ever going to be a great evangelist, Jesus was a perfect evangelist. Am I not right? And if there was ever going to be an apostle that was perfect, he was sent to this earth. And if there was ever a perfect teacher, he was a perfect teacher. Right? But people quit following him. And yet he maintained a great attitude. Very interesting. What are you, why are you on this for, a Pastor? Well, you know, sometimes as we're doing ministry, you know, things can get really tough or get really hard and people can start having a bad attitude. But, you know, if you'll just make a simple adjustment in your heart, I believe God will give you fresh oil for your ministry that God's called you to. Everyone say fresh oil. We notice uh, the anointing of God is for service. Turn your. I want to get this across. Turn to your neighbor and say the anointing of God is for service. We see here in... Um, We see here in the Word of God where in uh, Matthew's Gospel, the third chapter, verse 16, it says this, talking about Jesus, when He had been baptized, Jesus came immediately uh, up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to Him and He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon Him. You know, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. Jesus did not do ministry without an anointing. Jesus did not do ministry without an anointing. And neither should you and I do ministry. A fresh anointing came on Jesus that day. And what was, the, uh, what was the Holy Spirit for? Well, it was to help him in the ministry. It was to anoint him. The word anoint means to rub on, to smear on. And uh, it was there, and God anointed him. You know, the Bible talks about in Acts chapter 10 how God anointed Jesus Christ and Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. You know, Jesus was anointed to heal. Aren't you glad he was anointed to heal? Amen. Thank God for the power of God to help bring healing to people. Amen. And who did he heal? All those that were oppressed of the devil. Well, thank God. And he had the spirit of God without a measure, without measure. But you and I, you know, we have the Holy Spirit as a measure. But collectively, how many know we have it? The potential is there, isn't it? Amen. And so Jesus was anointed for ministry. And, uh, you know, that anointing is what makes the difference. You know, if you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to John's Gospel, please. John's Gospel. I need to start working on this. John's Gospel. And we want to lay a pattern here for some things. John's Gospel, the second chapter, please. John's Gospel. The second chapter this is where Jesus uh turned the water into wine and I want you to notice verse 3 and when they ran out of wine the mother of Jesus said to him they have no wine and Jesus said woman what does your concern have to do with me my hour has not yet come and his mother said to his servant whatever he ta- whatever he says to you do it I mean you know, that's the key to a miracle right now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of the purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. 20 or 30 gallons of water in these water pots, that's a lot of water. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And of course they took it and then the water was turned to wine. How I many you know that's great? Was that a mighty miracle? Amen. Verse 11, this beginning of signs or miracles Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Did you notice that Jesus, without the anointing, we have no record of him ever working or doing a miracle? Amen the miracle didn't take place until the anointing came upon his life. Amen. We have no record of Jesus walking on water in his bathtub as a kid. We don't have any record of that. But we do have record of once the Holy Spirit came upon him, then all of a sudden the miracle working power of God was available. Well, someone should say praise the Lord for that, amen? And so it's God's will to anoint people and to anoint us for service. Jesus, as a kid, he said, you know, his parents uh, lost track of him. He must have been a really well-behaved child because uh, they went up to Jerusalem for the Passover and they left and then they've been traveling for days and then all of a sudden they notice that Jesus wasn't there. So they go all the way back to Jerusalem. They're looking all over for him and they found him there in the temple. And he's, Listening to the teachers and he's asking questions and his mom goes son you know you're breaking our heart you know we've been looking all over for you and Jesus made this comment uh, how is it that you did not know I must be about my father's business you know did you know that you can get an attitude for the father's business at an early age when that took place he was 12 years of age did you know a 12 year old can be about the father's business I don't know why we don't teach our children about being putting the father's business first. Amen. It'd be good to teach our kids. You know, what do you, what's this all about? Well, you know, this is we're taking care of God's business first. That's what's important. Jesus said, "I must be about my father's business." You know, here in this Luke's Gospel, the 19th chapter. You have this nobleman, and he's gone away into this far country. And uh, he said, occupy or engage or do business till I come. How I many you know, we need to engage in the business, of, in kingdom business. Amen. Kingdom business comes in many different shapes and forms. And, yeah, you know, we have uh, many different things. You know, I don't know if you realize or not, but we have these people up here in the sound booth. Let's give them a big round of applause. whether you realize it or not they are doing this is what kingdom business looks like it's called the ministry of helps and are we thankful for them Amen. I'm thankful for them they and they're doing a great job and then this is my third night here and did you know in three nights we've had different people li- leading us in worship each night did you know that they are involved in kingdom business
0: Amen.
1: will What a great thing to lead people into the presence of God in worship. That's kingdom business. And and did you know that they're not getting... Sometimes, you know, people aren't getting paid to do kingdom business. Some people only want to do kingdom business if it benefits them. If there's some financial gain for me, then I'll do kingdom business interesting yeah, you know when you if that's your attitude that's a wrong attitude. How I many you know we get to do kingdom business Amen. That's a wonderful thing. I remember you know as a pastor we had uh, we you know been pastoring for 18 years and you know every now and then you know uh, a Sunday'll fall on Christmas day will fall on a Sunday. And uh, I remember one of our, a couple of our key people that were there in the church. They said, "Are you going to have church on Christmas Sunday?" I go, "We're celebrating the birth of Jesus. Of course we're going to have. And oh man, you would have thought that was the how dare you say something like that? You know, on Christmas Sunday, you know, we open our gifts and we do this, and I don't really want to do. I have to be there." And I heard all this complaint. I'm thinking like... Kingdom business is always there. And this is what you're called to do. You're called to lead us in worship. You're called to serve as an usher. And yet you're complaining about kingdom business. We get to do kingdom business. This is fun. You know, when I was, uh, I'm, boy, I'm telling you, I'm. I'm trying to get some place, but that's okay. We'll work on it, okay? I remember when I, you know, uh, first got saved, I started going to church, didn't get a lot out of church, and, you know, you start growing, and you learn some things, you mature. But then, you know, when I was an adult, uh, I was attending a church, and I thought, well, you know, it's time for me to start serving in my local church, Ministry of Helps. And so, you know, my pastor needed help. How I many you know, every pastor needs help. <laughs> Dear God, they every pastor needs help. You know, they can't do it all. I mean, you know, Pastor John could lead worship if he needed to.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: but that's probably not the best use for him, right?
2: That's <laughs> right.
1: But uh, I remember our pastor needed some help. And so he's he needed someone to... To clean the bathrooms. We'd have special services like this. Did you know the church just doesn't come back and looking good in the morning? And did you know that somebody's cleaning the toilets? Someone's cleaning the bathrooms, you know? I said, sure, we have special speaker, long-winded special speaker. You know, I got small kids, they get done late at night, and Julie and I, we would vacuum the floors, and we go, and I get my, my brush and my little blue stuff, you know, the blue tight, you know, the stuff, and I do my squirt, 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 and I take my little brush, and I do like that, and I do one and move to the next one and make sure the garbage is empty and Windex the mirrors down and stuff like that. Did you know that there's an anointing to do that?
2: Yeah, yeah, amen.
1: And then my pastor said to me, you know, uh, I'm, we're cleaning. And then he says, you know, we need a head usher. Oh, I thought, I need a head. he goes, would you be interested in being a head usher? And I thought, I'm already cleaning the toilets. What do you mean? I'm vacuuming forth, Need a head usher? I said, sure, pastor, I'll be happy to be the head usher. What do I know about ushering? I don't know a whole lot, but you learn things. And so they gave me some training and I became the head usher for my pastor. And then we had a singles group, and the singles group had a person that was leading it, and they needed someone to do the singles group, and so I became the person that did the singles group. Now, at those days, I was in the restaurant business, and sometimes I'd get done. reclose at 11, and I wouldn't get out to 1 o'clock in the morning, and then I had to be at church at 8.30 to teach singles, and I needed toothpicks to keep my eyes open, but, you know, I maintained a good attitude. And then my pastor said, you know, uh, we, need a, we need an associate pastor. Would you like being our associate pastor? Hey, I'm working my way up, ain't I? <laughs> did you know with everything that I was asked to do in the ministry of helps, at every time I said yes, did you know that there was a fresh anointing to help me do that job? Thank God for a fresh anointing. Amen. Amen. And at one time, I was the associate pastor. I was doing the... Uh, I, at one time, I was associate pastor, and then Julie and I were doing the youth at the same time, teaching a singles group and helping to clean the church. And then I'm working in the restaurant business as a manager, and I'm working 50 to 60 hours a week. Everyone say kingdom business.
0: Kingdom business.
1: Well, am I being stretched? Oh, yeah, I'm being stretched. Was it worth it? It's worth it when you see people being ministered to. It's worth it. It's worth it when you see lives change. You know, there was a lady. We had a special service one time. A lady came in and her. Oh, she was just. Oh, she was in terrible shape. Really, she had been beat up. She had a, I don't know if it was a member of her husband or a boyfriend, but somebody had beaten her and she was just black and blue. And she came to a service and we had a guest speaker and he ministered and prayed for her, called her out. And then uh, she, uh, <clears throat> he said, uh, he said, he's just following God. He says this. He says, uh, uh, he goes, uh, Uh, Sister, the Lord shows me that you need a new dress. He goes, goes, have you been asking God for a new dress? She goes, yes, I am. He goes, we're going to receive an offering right now for you for a new dress. So they passed the bucket for a new dress. And this was, you know, during the morning service. And by the evening service, she came with her new dress on. And this is what she said. This is the first time I've had a new dress on in 34 years. And when she came that night, all of her bruises were healed. And I was ushering during that morning service and he handed me the bucket and says, here, go count it. (laughs) So I counted the offering. I knew exactly how much came in, gave her that offering, and she was She was just so happy to have a new dress. You know, God was ministering to her. She was so happy to be healed. All the bruises were gone. Well, thank God for that. Amen? Amen. I mean, her life was changed that day. You know what? It wasn't too long after that that she died. And do you know when her family buried her, they had her in the casket. They put on that dress. That was the best dress that she had. You know, God takes care of everything. This was His daughter, and He wanted to make sure that at her funeral she looked good. Well, I'm so thankful that I was ushering during that service. I I was so thankful. Hey, I was glad. I was excited. That she gave her life to Jesus. I was so excited that she came to church. I'm so excited that, and I had a part to play in that, and so do you, amen. everyone in here. How I mean, you know, Pastor John may be leading the church and speaking, but how I many you know, these guys up here get the same rewards?
2: Amen, amen. that's right, amen.
1: You know, um, <clears throat> I went to a large church there in Tulsa. I was, went to Bible school there in Tulsa. And there was a guy that used to stand at the door and he was an usher or a greeter at the door. And when I was in school, he always had the same door. And I would go through his door because he was so encouraging. He would go up, up and shake your hand and says, I'm glad to see you. We're so glad you're here this morning. And we're just believing God you're going to receive from God. And he was like that every week. Week in, week out, week in, week out. You know... 10-15 years I don't remember 15 years went by I went to that church he was at the same door doing the same thing and he still had a good attitude Man. well thank God for that amen you know as this church you know think about maybe establishing other churches as God wills that's your pastor's job to hear from God you no, know, that's no one else's job. It's your pastor's job. So says I, what if I got problems with this? I Well, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Isn't that his responsibility to hear from God? And what is our responsibility? My responsibility was to always pray for my pastor. And what do I pray? Pray that he would hear from God. Pray you give him wisdom and understanding. Pray that you would give him wisdom on how to handle the church's finances. Amen. You know, yeah. Did you know when you get a, enough people saying our pastor doesn't know what he's doing, I think that this is crazy, and da-da-da-da-da, you get enough people saying that, did you know it can become difficult for him to hear from God? Yes. It seems like this attitude thing can really hinder the anointing it can really have an impact on the will of God. You know, the children of Israel were supposed to go into the promised land and possess the land. And so Moses had told them to send spies out and go spy out the land. And they were in the land for 40 days. And they came back and they came back with grapes, vines, two men had to carry them. How many you know that's a good land, right? And they testified to the fact that the land... Uh, flow with milk and honey and it was a good land, but then ten of the spices, there's giants in the land and we we, we can't take it. It's too much for us. And they brought up an evil report. They gave their opinion. Why is it that sometimes as we're doing ministry we want to give our opinion when it wasn't asked for? They can really have an impact. And their opinions... Their unbelief had an impact on an entire nation of people and an entire nation, even though there was the anointing to bring them into the promised land, a whole nation of people did not go into the land because of the opinions of 10 people. Boy, I tell you what, you know, if God's given your pastors an assignment, And he's told them, I want you to take this land for me. Man, get behind it as fast as you can. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, that's that part of the message. Everyone say, fresh fresh anointing why are you talking about a fresh anointing now well you can have an anointing but sometimes as I said at the beginning sometimes you know you can get just tired of doing what you're doing or you can maybe have a little bit of a bad attitude but you know God wants to give us all a fresh anointing I don't know about you but uh, anyone ever how many of you have been to a movie theater in the last year let me see your hand You know, when you go to the movie theater, I see this. I see that uh, they have popcorn popping. And did you ever notice they seem to pop it right as you're coming in? It seems like that thing is bubbling over. And they got pop. And you can smell popcorn. They got special things to blow that thing all across the room. Popcorn. And you know what? Popcorn's good when it's fresh. There's nothing worse than stale popcorn. Who wants stale popcorn? I don't want that stuff they have in the bag at Target, you know, that's been there for three days. You know, you want fresh popcorn, right? And, it's for, and people will line up. People will line up for fresh popcorn. I mean, they'll pay for fresh popcorn, won't they? And fresh popcorn tastes so wonderful. It's good. Amen. Did you know the anointing's that way? Did you know people line up for the anointing? Yes. I'm telling you, when we're anointed with fresh oil, we're at our best, not at our worst. And God wants to anoint all of us with fresh oil. So that we can be at our best, we leave a when we have when we're anointed with fresh oil we leave, we leave a good taste in people's mouths. God wants to anoint you and I with fresh oil Everyone say fresh oil let's go back and look at it psalms ninety two go back to psalms ninety two And notice this in verse number 10, he says, but my horn, you exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. He says, but my horn, you have exalted like a wild ox, you know, an ox has horns, right? And uh, when you really examine what he's saying here in this psalm, he is saying that, man, you know, I'm at full strength like an ox. You know, when you got fresh oil, you're at full strength. Did you know God wants all of us to function at full strength? Do you, don't you do you want your pastors functioning at full strength?
2: Amen.
1: Who wants a wore-out pastor? I don't want a wore-out car. It won't take you very far. A wore-out pastor won't take you very far. You know, if you're the head usher in the church, if you're wore-out you need some fresh oil because if you're wore out you can't take your department very far. If you're in the children's area and you work and you're wore out you know you won't go very far. How can the children's department grow unless you're at your best? Fresh oil, like fresh popcorn. We're at our best when we have what? Fresh oil. God wants to anoint us with fresh oil. You know, I see these, uh, you know, I used to watch when I was a kid, they used to have Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom. Anyone old enough to remember Wild Kingdom? And they would always have this intro where you would see these two rams up on a mountain, right? And these rams would run at one another and hit one another and bounce in the air and they would... You know they're up there battling one another and they've got all of this strength and they're hitting one another and challenging one another and stuff like that. Did you know that I never saw those rams just quit and say you know I don't want to do this anymore. But many times when we're thinking about quitting in our ministry it's because we're lacking fresh oil. If you're at the place where you want to quit... I'm telling you, you're a candidate for fresh oil. Come on, someone say amen. Someone help a brother out here on a Tuesday night. You need fresh oil. You know, I was here earlier this year and I talked about how I wanted to quit. And one of the reasons I wanted to quit is because I didn't have fresh oil. But God... uh, God will anoint you and I with fresh oil. When you got fresh oil, ready to serve, sir. Ready to do kingdom business, sir. Whatever you want me to do, Lord, I'll do it. Fresh oil makes all the difference in the world. People like it. I mean, people like it when you're fresh. You know, I remember years ago, there was a particular minister, and he used to speak. He was... um, called to speak in a, on a certain line sometimes God will call people just to speak a certain message and he would speak this message at different churches and I heard him speak at several different churches and I noticed this that his message even though it was biblical it wasn't fresh in other words it didn't have much annoying to it you know it's one thing to you know if we're not careful we can just give information without an impartation without an anointing and he's given biblical information without an anointing he was talking and I was talking to him and he was talking about how his ministry is drying up and he's not getting invitations to speak I, you know I'm thinking like it's because there's, the anointing isn't there you need fresh oil sometimes you know <clears throat> We need to uh, we need fresh oil so that uh, uh, that the what we're presenting makes a big difference in people's lives. I, you know, uh, you know, uh, as a pastor, I've had people come in and I'll teach them a subject, and then someone else comes in and teach the exact same thing I taught. them. people have said that's the greatest thing in the world, pastor. <laughs> Their presentation was just a little bit different, but they had fresh oil. Sometimes we allow ourselves to get wore down. I'm convinced of this. You know, I think a lot of people there's anointing for a lot of different things. You know, get service. There's a lot of there's anointing to serve God in many different ways. You know, but uh, we need to come back, and there are just times we need to be refreshed. Years ago, they used to have something called revival services. Anyone old enough to remember revival services? And they bring in a special speaker, you know, to get us revived again. You know, nothing wrong with that. But we need that, don't we? I said, we need that, don't we? This life we're, did you know we're living in the last days? Anyone figured that out? We're living in, I mean, we're way, we're way deep into the last days, Right. Did you know that we're living in difficult times? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you know if you're not careful, you can listen to the news and it can just steal all your joy? <laughs>
2: yes. Mm.
1: It's, it, I'm telling you, it'll use all your oil up listening to the news. You can get frustrated listening to the news and it could just rob you of the anointing. You know, we need to guard our oil. Mm-hmm. We need to protect the anointing that we have in life. Sometimes you know God's can anoint us for things, and then you know we get out of love with people. You ever have anyone that are professional push your button people?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> people will come. People will come and press your button. I got a, I got a relative. I got a relative of mine, and you know I don't reach out and touch them very often. <laughs> And the reason I don't reach out and touch them is because they know how to touch my button. And once they touch my button, I lose my joy and I get angry and lose my temper and say things I shouldn't say. And the next thing I know, uh, my anointing isn't what it should be. A good minister will guard the anointing on his or her life. A good head usher will guard the anointing. It's good just to walk in love with people. Am I not right about this? Yes. Does the Bible teach us to walk in love with people? Yes. You know, we're to have the love of God. We, why do we do kingdom business? Because we love God. Why do we do kingdom business? Because we want to serve lost humanity. How are we going to do kingdom business with oil? We're going to do it with an anointing. Just like Jesus did. He had an anointing. Amen? Amen. And you and I, sometimes, you know, we get busy and things happen and people do things and say things, you know. And uh, if we're not careful, we can want to quit. And if we're not careful, we can want to throw in the towel. And if we don't realize it, you know, uh, we need to take time and refresh ourselves. I want you to look at this scripture. Go to Acts um, chapter number one. Acts, the first chapter, please. Acts chapter number one. Verse number eight, it says this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Did you notice here Jesus said that you shall receive power? dunamis power, dynamite, explosive power. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, I mean, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. God said, let there be light, and light was, and the Holy Spirit brought the light on the scene, the power, big boom took place, light shows up on the scene, right? And light's been traveling ever since. Power of God. Jesus said this, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And so... And notice this, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Did you know a lot of times the reason why we fail and, and are witnessing to people about Jesus is because we don't have the power or we're lacking the anointing. In many church circles today, people want a won't acknowledge the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but Jesus told them to go wait and tarry until you're in due with power from on high until the anointing shows up. At this point, I don't want you doing any kingdom business until the anointing shows up. And then once the anointing shows up, now that you got the power, we want you to go out and be witnesses for me. A witness is someone that testifies to what they have seen or heard or what was done. You and I, to, if you're not here, if you're in here tonight and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're a candidate for some fresh oil from God. Amen. And everyone needs that. Yes. If we're going to do kingdom business, if we're going to be the witness that God has called us to be, we need an anointing to be a witness. Yes. Can I get an amen there? Amen. That's so important. And then, you know, of course... You know, you got, of course, Peter. You know, you got Peter, you got James and John. They're all in the upper room and they waited in this power of God. You know, when they were in Jesus' ministry, they worked for Jesus, for him. They were in his ministry helping him out, you know. And they had the power to cast out devils and stuff like that. But really, when you think about it, they were working under Jesus' anointing. But Jesus is gone now. And he says, "Wait until you receive power from on high, and then go out, and then after that, go be a witness for me." And so this is Peter, and Peter had messed up. I mean, you know, Peter says, "I don't know Jesus," and he used some salty language and stuff like that. I don't know Jesus, and then he wept and cried because he had denied the Lord. But then we see over here. I want you to turn with me to, to Acts chapter number two, please. Go in your Bibles to Acts chapter number 2. And I want you to notice this at verse number 38. It says this, then Peter, Peter's given this message. The Holy Spirit had been poured out. I got ahead of myself. Let's go to verse number... Um, let's go to v- verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place... And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as of fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them what? Utterance. Did they receive the fire that day? Yeah. You know, the anointing is the fire of God. I mean, you know, we've got to have some fire if we're going to do kingdom business. Amen. I'm saying if you're going to do kingdom business, I mean, you know, your furnace has to be lit. It's cold here in Minnesota. You figure that out yet? <laughs> Did you know you're not going to do much? How, I mean, think about how much business would this church, how much business would this church have if we had no heat in the building? You could be open for business, but not many people in Minnesota want to come and sit in a church that's at 38 degrees. It's good to have some fire, right? If you're going to be open for business, it's good to have some fire. We got to have some fire of God. Amen. Amen. Got to have an anointing. Got to have the Holy Ghost. Amen. I said, we're in the... we're in kingdom business and we're operating kingdom business with Holy Ghost fire makes all the difference in the world I'm in the children's ministry that's my business I'm in Holy Ghost business here I'm in the I got fire to minister to these kids makes all the difference in the world then we go here and notice this. It, it talks about, uh, these uh, people, of course, all these people that were there in Jerusalem. Verse 13, others mocking says they are full of new wine. And Peter said, standing up with the 11, verse 14, but Peter standing up with the 11 raised his voice and said to the men of Judea and all who dwell at Jerusalem, let it be known unto you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. You know, these men thought that they were drunk. How many of you know uh, drunk people? You know, did you ever notice that drunk people, uh, if fear leaves? <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Uh, I know that not everyone here has been sanctified all their lives. <laughs> but you know, uh, B.C., before, G, before Christ, you know. Uh, you know, uh, I had lived a horrible life, a miserable life, you know, but I remember being at bars and stuff like that, and they'd have karaoke night.
2: <laughs>
1: and these some of these people that were a little bit alleviated would get a hold of the mic. And all of a sudden they think that they're Mick Jagger. <laughs> You know when you when you got a little fire you, you know you're not easily intimidated It's good to have a fresh anointing. it's good to have the holy Ghost amen, amen. you're not afraid to do things. It says that these men are not drunk as you suppose. I noticed this that drunk people like to sing
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ever notice
2: yeah.
1: They, get a, they got a song. They don't care what they sound like. They just start singing. I, I, I believe that God wants to give some people some fresh soil so you can get a song back in your life again. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, amen. You know, people that are a little bit alibiated liberated have a little joy. It's good to have some joy, amen. You know, uh, you know. Sometimes, you know. Eh, eh, sometimes, you know. You go to some churches, and the whole congregation looks like they've been sucking on lemons.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta have a little joy, amen.
0: That's
1: right. God wants us to have joy. If we're gonna be in kingdom business, let's have some joy. Yes. Amen. Let's amen. do this joyful. Let's do this business joyfully, amen? amen. If we're gonna have some, if we're gonna do some kingdom business, man, let's do it with a song in our heart. Amen. If we're gonna do kingdom business, let's do it with a little fire. Yes. Things work a whole lot better when we've got fresh oil. Yeah. On the day of Pentecost, fresh oil came on the scene. Man, makes all the difference. And then you got Peter, the guy who Failed and messed up. Peter, who denied Jesus, all of a sudden he jumps up there. If he had a mic, he would have grabbed the mic, but he didn't have a mic in those days. He just bellowed out, says, "This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel," and he started man with his message. Did you know that when uh, when the Holy Ghost shows up on the scene, you got fresh oil? How I many you know? All of a sudden, you got boldness. Amen. I noticed this drunk people are bold. Oh, that's why uh, he said that, he said
2: that.
1: <laughs> you know, drunk people like to laugh a lot. Ooh, got that sound. we... I guess. Ooh. How, how... Fresh oil. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how fresh oil. How? How are we? We're not just to... <laughs> <laughs>
2: How? It's getting hot in here.
1: How how, how are we gonna reach people?
2: That's right. Without
1: fresh oil. That's
2: right.
1: Amen. How we how, how is it that we're doing business without fresh oil? Tell you when we put our front on another continent, we need to have fresh oil. When we're changing diapers in the nursery, we need fresh oil.
2: That's right.
1: When you got fresh oil, you can be a world champion diaper changer. I got fresh oil.
2: <laughs>
1: Some of us have been down and depressed for so long, and God says, Your depressed days are over. He's got fresh oil for you. That's right. Fresh oil. What's the service about? It's an oil change now. God was in the oil changing business before Jiffy Lube ever came along. Everyone say fresh oil. If we're going to do kingdom business, we have to have fresh oil. I don't have much time, but in Acts chapter 6, some people were complaining. It says in verse 1, Now in those days the number of the disciples were multiplying, the church was growing. And there arose a complaint among the Hebrews by the Hellenists, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's those Hellenists.
1: If I didn't have all those Hellenists in my church, it'd be okay, pastor. (laughs) But, you know, they said, you know, we got to find men to do this business. But we're not going to neglect prayer and study of the word of God. And you know who they selected? They selected disciples, men who were filled with the spirit. Men who had fresh oil.
2: Yes.
1: And that's who they selected. And when you're a disciple, every disciple should have fresh oil. Amen? Amen? But sometimes, you know, even though you've got the Holy Spirit, did you know it could seem like He's not even there? And so you know what you and I have to do? We've got to stir up the oil. That's right. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Come you've got to start stirring this thing up, amen? I've, I'm a professional stirrer tonight. <laughs> you got to stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Paul told Timothy, he goes, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. He had laid hands on a young minister by the name of Timothy and fresh oil came on him for service. Yes. A young pastor. You know, it's good to have fresh oil when you're young. It's good to have some fresh oil when you're young. In ministry. And Timothy's a young minister. He's got fresh oil. But then as a young minister, oh, this is a little tougher than I thought. And Paul, this aged minister, it's good to have fresh oil when you're old in ministry. Oh come on now! I said it's good to have some fresh oil when you get. Amen. I'm telling you, when you got snow on the mountain, it's good to have some fresh oil. I got
2: snow.
1: Hallelujah! Amen. And Paul says you got to stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Yes. That oil's in there, but you got to stir it up sometimes. But I've been sent tonight to help. Stir Stir up the oil that's on the inside of you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's important that you and I stir it up. Jude says building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. If you're going to stir up the fresh oil, you've got to pray in tongues. That's right. Come on, give your elbow a give your neighbor a chicken wing and say, Pray in tongues. <laughs> pray in tongues. <laughs> the Bible says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. You build yourself up. You recharge your batteries. And many times we're trying to do ministry with our batteries not charged. Many times we're trying to do ministry without a fresh anointing. And we don't have a fresh anointing sometimes because we don't spend time waiting on God. The Bible says those that wait upon the Lord show what? and they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary right they'll walk and not faint when we get to the point where we feel like fainting it's a sign that we need to spend some time waiting and that fresh oil will start to stir up you know I used to listen to Reverend Kenneth Hagin and he said sometimes you know that things would seem like they're dry. They would just get dry in ministry or whatever. It seems like the anointing just wasn't there in my life like it used to be. And he says I'd spend time waiting on God. I'd spend time in prayer and fasting. You know, there's you know, spending time in prayer and fasting is a good way of stirring up the anointing. It makes a big difference. And uh and uh, he'd do that, and he goes, all of a sudden, that anointing, that healing anointing would show back up again in my ministry. Yeah. Jesus appeared to him and gave him an, a special anointing to heal the sick. Yeah. And that healing anointing that was strong in his younger days, that seemed like it was waning, all of a sudden it would show up again, and it was there, and he laid lay hands on people, and people would receive healing. It's good to be anointed and for God to use you in the healing ministry. It's good to be anointed with fresh oil and let God use you in the evangelistic ministry. It's good when the pastor is anointed with fresh oil. Everyone say fresh oil. fresh oil. Makes all the difference in the world. And a moncom. And so Uh, And so fresh oil is good for the young, it's good for the old, it's good for everyone in between, amen, it's good for those who are running for the goal. it's good for those who are running the race, it's good for those who want to keep pace, it's good, it's good to have fresh oil if we're going to run this race that we're in. We need fresh oil. Amen? Amen. Amen? Yes. We all need fresh oil. That's
2: right.
1: Everyone needs fresh oil. Amen. Everyone in the kids department needs fresh oil. Sooner or later you're going to need fresh oil. Everyone doing anything for God. If you're at the nursing home, ministering at the nursing home, you need fresh oil. Very interesting. You know, um, I got about three things here and I think we're done. You know, there's the story in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, about the Good Samaritan. And there was a man just walking down the road and he got mugged. And then, you know, people passed by him. And finally, this Samaritan saw the man and put him on his horse and the old beast or whatever and took him to the inn and he poured in the oil and the wine. Did you notice it said that he he poured in the oil and the wine? You know, when people are hurt, they need oil. They need the anointing of God to come on the scene to help heal what's hurting in their lives. They can make a, a, a much quicker recovery if... Somebody was there to pour in the oil and the wine, and so the fresh oil just isn't for you. It's for others. You need to have fresh oil so you can minister to others. Jesus, when I read that scripture about Him filling, say, fill up the pots, fill them up to the brim, and now you serve. We are earthen vessels that are supposed. We're supposed to be having the anointing on the inside of us and then we use that anointing to serve to other people. God wants you to have fresh oil so you can minister to people. So that you can minister to the hurting and get them back on their feet again. That's so important. And you know as you do that you use up some oil so you got to keep yourself fresh. You got to spend time Waiting on the Lord. you got to spend time, like here. This week, this is about fresh oil. Yes. You're in God's presence. Praying. Hearing the Word of God. Oh, He can anoint you with fresh oil. Fresh assignments, you know. Like, yeah, I didn't get to that. Fresh assignments. There are people here t- this week, and you, God's got fresh assignments for you. And with a fresh assignment, you need fresh oil. Yes. If you're going to have an assignment, you need oil for the assignment. Someone says, you got scripture for that? Turn with me, I'm almost done. Acts chapter 13, real quick. Acts chapter 13. The book of Acts, Acts the 13th chapter. Thank God for the word of God, amen? Now, I want you to notice this. Everyone, if you're there, say I'm there. Yeah, wait for you to get there. You see Acts chapter 13, you see verse number 1? You you got it? Forget that, go to Acts chapter 12. (laughs) And go to the last verse, verse 25, and it says this. And when Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem, when they had fulfilled their ministry, and they also took with them John, whose surname was Mark. So you got Barnabas and Saul and their ministry together, and it says when they have fulfilled their ministry, Acts 13, verse 1. Now in the church that was Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucian of Cyrene, Manan, who had been brought out with Herod to Tetarch, and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, said, Now separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I have called them. There were prophets and teachers that were gathered together there at Antioch, but in this situation, as they ministered to the Lord, the Holy Spirit says, Separate them for the work whereunto I have called them. In other words, these men are being called to a new work. Did you know you can be in ministry and complete one assignment or one phase of ministry? and God will say now there's a new I have called you to this phase of ministry now and these men left from being a prophet and teacher and now into stepping into the apostles office as sure as I'm standing here there's people in this room are here this week and part of what this week is about is you're a new assignment you finished this phase of ministry. Now there's a new phase waiting for you. And then what did they do? And then verse 3. Then notice this. And having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them all the way. Verse 4. So being sent by the Holy Spirit. Isn't it great to be sent by the anointing? Amen. It's one thing if the Holy Spirit sends you, but it's another thing when you send yourself. Yeah. And so your pastors need fresh oil. I said your pastors need fresh oil. Some changes coming in the ministry. Don't think it's strange that God wants to anoint them with fresh oil. They God wants them at their full capacity like those rams on the mountain that are charging one another. Because... You need fresh oil when you engage the enemy. You need fresh oil if you're going to engage in kingdom business. You've got to have it. So they need fresh oil. So this is a fresh oil service. God wants to anoint people with fresh oil. Somehow or another, you know, ah, that just since there's someone in a room, you just feel like quitting. You're a candidate for fresh oil. on the day of Pentecost they, these aren't drunk as you, so, you suppose but this is, they're not this, is who you buy you need, you gotta have some joy
2: you gotta have some joy
1: you, you, who you,
2: you gotta have some joy you
1: gotta get your song back you gotta have some it took me a while to get here but I think I got here I think this is it oh in Acts chapter four, Peter and John had been arrested. Peter and John were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, and they received fresh oil. Then, in the third chapter of the book of Acts, there was a lame man laying at the gate called beautiful. They called it the beautiful gate because the sun would hit it, and it would just dazzle, and people would say, it, "That gate's beautiful." And there's a lame man. That gate wasn't beautiful for him. People are walking through the gate, but he's laying there begging. And then, of course, they raise the lame man up. Such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus. And they lifted him up, and that man walked. Strength came to his life. Thank God they had an anointing, right? But then after this great thing, they were arrested. It's bad. I mean, it's tough when ministers get arrested. Right? It's tough. And look at Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, untrained, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more you'll carry fresh oil. Of course, a notable miracle had taken place. And then they threatened them. And notice verse 23. Let's pick it up so I can close here. And being let go, they went to their own comp- companions or their own companies, what King James said. You know, it's good to be in your own company. Everyone should have a place to go when things get rough. And reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And so when they noticed this, and when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who have made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David has said, why did the heathen or why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. And notice this, let's keep moving down here now, verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy child or holy servant, Jesus. And when they have prayed, everyone said, prayed. The place where they were assembled, notice this, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. Amen? Amen. Wait a minute, didn't they get filled on the day of Pentecost? Mm-hmm. And now, wait a minute, they just got filled again, didn't they? That's right. They used up the oil. Yeah. You know, when you go through persecution, it takes a lot of oil. Yeah. When people falsely accuse you, it uses up your oil. When people are plotting against you with threats, talking lawsuits, it uses up your oil. But they went to their companions and then they prayed together. And all of a sudden, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke the Word of God with boldness. If the truth be told, the reason why we're not more bold and what God's called us to do is is because we're running low on oil. Boldness is a sign you got fresh oil. I'm telling you, it's good to have fresh oil. Why don't we stand to our feet, please? Let's stand to our feet. Thank God for fresh oil. Amen. Praise God. You know, in the Psalms there, back in that 92nd Psalm, that was a psalm that they would sing on the Sabbath. The Sabbath was the closing out of one week and then the beginning of a new week. There was a transition that was taking place. You're transitioning from one week to the next week. And you know, and as you transition, they were singing this psalm or this, this song, and they were singing about how God has anointed me with fresh oil. Did you know that singing is a key to fresh oil? On the day of Pentecost, weren't they singing Right? You know, we used to sing songs like anointing, fall fresh on me. Anyone remember that? Yes. yes. Did you know when you sing about the fresh oil, when you sing about the anointing, it's amazing how the anointing would show up. It's amazing. Tonight is a fresh oil service tonight. And I'm going to give an invitation. And if you're here with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, um, if you're here tonight and you are in a position, maybe I describe you tonight. Maybe you're here and you're weary and you're wore out, and you can say, Pastor Mo, I'm a candidate for fresh oil. Maybe your ministry didn't have the spark that it had in day that it did in days gone by or earlier days in your ministry. You're a candidate for fresh oil. Maybe God's called you to the healing ministry, and God works special miracles, or used the hands of Paul and work special miracles. Maybe God's used you in a special way in times past, but it seems like He hasn't used you in that way before, and things seem really dry. You're a candidate for fresh oil. Maybe you're like the disciples. You've never received any kind of oil. But on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out. And you need the Holy Spirit. You need a fresh oil from heaven. If you're a candidate in any of those areas, we'd like for you to come up. And we would like to lay hands on you and minister to you a fresh anointing. A fresh anointing. Quickly come, please. Quickly come, anyone. If you've been suffering from depression, if you've been depressed and down, you're a candidate for fresh oil. Quickly come. If you've been frustrated in your marriage, you're frustrated with your spouse, I hear that. Frustrated in my marriage, I want you to come. Quickly come. right up here if you're here and you're like Peter you did some things you said some things you shouldn't have said and there's a lot of guilt and condemnation that you carry around with you I want you to know that God loves you and he's already forgiven you. He wants to bless you with fresh oil. If that's you, quickly come. My sister, could you just go ahead and sing something there? Just real softly. Go ahead and sing something if you can and just receive it. you're not here to pray all I want you to do is receive what God has for you <speaking in Spanish> <speaking in Spanish> Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you helping, 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 I thank you for the Helper who's helping her in Jesus' name. I thank you for anointing, her with every eye that sees in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Oh the healing. The healing, a healing anointing. In the name of Jesus, Father. Fire in Jesus' name. Fire in Jesus' name. Fire in Jesus' name. Fire in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. Oh, yes, I
3: love
1: you. I love you. I I you. I love
3: you. I you. are
1: not done yet. Yemen, the rest of Fire Jesus me.
3: He <peace. laughs>
1: Right there, out of her belly flows living waters. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for the her Jesus' Christ be In
3: Jesus' name.
1: Name in Jesus' name, the love of God comes with fresh oil. The love of God comes with fresh oil. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that she may know your love in a fresh new way. The love of God is fresh. Today, the love of God becomes fresh. I thank you, Father, for loving me. And, Father, I pray as that love explodes on the inside of her heart for you. I thank you, Father. Yes, she's had it. Yep, 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 she's had it. But, Father, in a fresh new way, in a fresh new way, in a fresh, new way. I thank you for using her. I thank you for using her to love, love people. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the power of God. In Jesus' name. It's power, power, power in Jesus' name. Power that endures in Jesus' name. I thank you, she finishes in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the life of God. I thank you for the life of God. Life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For the life of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Help me, Father. Thank you for helping her in Jesus' name. Helping her over those obstacles. Helping her over those things that the enemy's thrown in her path. I thank you. She runs, 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 runs. I thank you that she runs for you in Jesus' name. I thank you. She's a go woman. She runs, 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 runs. She's on the go for you in Jesus' name. I thank you. She runs, runs, runs. She's on the go. I thank you that she is on the go. Name, she runs, she runs, 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 she runs, for you, runs, Jesus' name. thank <laughs> you so the plans of God have a way of causing us to You're going to
2: laugh.
1: You're going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <You're gonna> laugh. <laughs> assistant. Yeah, Father, she's given others assistance. She's been a great assistant, Father excellent assistant. Now, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that assists her. I thank you for the, whole, the anointing sister helps her in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you. Faithful. Faithful. She's so Faithful in the heaven. Oh, she's faithful, Father. Oh, Father, we just thank you. I thank you. She runs the race. In Jesus' name. I behind me. the i Fire in Jesus' name. Fire in Jesus' name. Heaven. she hears heaven, like never before father in Jesus oh, Thank you, Jesus. oh, heaven, heaven, I thank you for removing every weight off of her life in Jesus' name. I thank you for removing every burden. I thank you, Father, for filling her with joy. I thank you for causing her to laugh. And Father, I thank you for causing her to rejoice. I thank you for causing her to sing thank you for bringing her new life, Father, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus'
3: Father.
1: Thank you, for You'll have to go in Jesus name. I said you'll have to go in Jesus name. I thank you. I thank you. You'll you'll just have to go. You'll have to go in Jesus
3: name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Expectations are way too low. Expectations are way too low. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for fresh fire. Fresh fire for both of them.
3: Jesus. Jesus. In the name
1: of Jesus' in the name. In Jesus' name. Like <laughs> yeah. Hey Yeah. Father, I thank you. The presence of God in your life, and in our heart, Father. Father, I pray for the assignment. Father, I pray for the placement of God. I pray that you would place her. I pray, like in peril, that He would shoot her to the location that he had for her. And when she arrives at that location, Father, I thank you, Father, the oil of God to do kingdom business. The oil of God to do kingdom business is there. And Father, I thank you. Great business is done for the kingdom of God through her. I thank you for service. I thank you for anointing her to help her serve the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. love you very, very much. You're a very sharp and intelligent lady. Very sharp and intelligent. Lady. Just lift your hands up and just receive it. Father the Name of Jesus. I pray for the fresh oil. Fresh oil is so sweet, Father. It's so sweet. Father thank you for the sweetness coming out of her life. I thank you that people encounter the sweetness the sweetness of God is The sweetness of God. The sweetness Father. I thank you, Father, for using her. I thank you, Father, like a sponge. Sweetness. When she's touched, sweetness comes out. Not bitterness, but sweetness, Father. And that sweetness is attractive. And I thank you, Father, for the anointing of God that's upon her life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Strong. I thank you, Father, be strong. Bold. Fill him with your presence, Father. Visit him with your presence. I thank you he's bold for you. I thank you he's strong like an ox. He's bold. I thank you for anointing him with fresh oil. I thank you he's a bold young man. He stands up when others sit down. I thank you for boldness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I am In I am in jesus name i thank you father Rus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he said yes, Lord. Yes. He did say yes. I said, Lord, he did say yes. He did say yes, so bless. He did say yes, so bless. He did say yes, so bless. He yes, so bless in Jesus' name, Eben Andre, Eben Eben the anointing to take you to a higher dimension to what God's called you to do. This fresh anointing will take you into a higher dimension. There's a greater working. There's a greater demonstration. There's workings demonstrations. It's higher. In Jesus' name, I thank you in Jesus' name. I I thank you in Jesus' name. all right, I'll go ahead and obey God, but uh, whoever that is, you're backing up. Who is it that's backing up? I, I, you're backing. Is that you? <laughs> you don't think so? Who's backing up? About who is that? That's. You know it's God, and you just feel like I just want to back away from that. Who is
2: that?
1: It's good that you didn't back out. You know, people that have fresh oil, they don't back up, they go forward. And you're not stuck. My life isn't stuck. My relationships are not stuck. I'm not stuck. God has great things for you. He's pleased that you came forward. And so, no more backing that mindset. Don't even entertain those thoughts. I'm going forward. It'd be good for you to say that right now. Say, I'm going forward. She's going forward. You're a witness. She said it, didn't she? She's going forward in Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name. Help her go forward, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you for fire. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, it's oh, so good. Yes, amen. She's going forward. She got it, amen. She got it, amen. Praise God. You know you're not here by mistake. It's not an accident that you're here. It's not an accident that you're here in this country. It's not an accident that you're here in this state. It's not an accident that you're here in this church. Not an accident at all. You know, the Word of God says the steps, the steps of a good man, they're ordered of the Lord. He's ordering your steps. As He orders your steps, don't resist. Just go with it. Just go with it. Hey, come on up here, look closer. Praise God. Stretch your hands out toward Him. Amen. <laughs> Father, I thank you there's fresh oil for the service of God, for the greater things that you have for Him, now and in the future, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amanda I'm going to back to the back and back and back and back and back and I and I and I and I and and I and you know anyone can miss it we're all human
2: beings
1: we can miss it but if you're in here and you've got pain in your shoulder, you raise your hand up or arm up and there's pain in your there's, there's a fresh anointing to heal. Yes. Come on up here. Amen. If you've got pain in your shoulder, who's got pain in their shoulder? Is she the only one? Pain in the shoulder. In Jesus' name. Yes. Father, which shoulder right here? Right here, all right. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Healing, release that healing in her shoulder area in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. on Sunday night was here and when I was here I had so much pain in my left leg I could hardly stand up and that was in the Sunday night service and I didn't say anything and maybe I missed God but if you're here and you've got pain in your left leg I don't know if that person's here tonight I should have probably said something is that you you got pain in your left leg you got pain in your left leg Thank you, Jesus. My God, you're so good. He loves you, you know that. Great things for you. Great things for you. Great things for you. Patos pedinch de bacondriench de bocondo. And nodriam and nodriam pedondo. Shalam bacondo. Sebondo. And now, manondriam. Worship God for a second, praise and pray. In In Jesus' name. Non year, another year, but don't you back it? He's back on. And another year, he's back. He pushed And so, with I said, with new assignments comes a fresh anointing. In in Jesus' name. name, I thank you Father. And God, 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 God will bring all the people, all the people necessary for this, for this thing, all the people, every, every, the People that are needed he'll bring you all the people that are necessary in Jesus name amen praise God thank you Jesus thank you would you like to come down uh, praise God and I think we'll be done unless if there's anyone else bocum, your heart's so good Whew songs father in the name of jesus i thank you for giving her new songs i thank you for causing her to sing in a fresh and an anointed in a new way father i thank you for using her for your glory and i thank you she has said yes to she has said yes to the for service for the kingdom of God. I thank you, she's in service. She's not out of commission, she's in service for the kingdom of God. I thank you, she's not out of commission, she's in service for the kingdom of God. I thank you, Father, for keeping her running well. In Jesus' name, fresh oil. I thank you, Father, for the freshness. I thank you the freshness of God invades her bedroom. I thank you the freshness of God shows up in her car. I thank you, Father, the freshness shows up in her prayer time. I thank you everything seems so fresh. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we all stand, please? Mr. Peter, why don't you go ahead and close out the service, whatever God would have you to do. Well,
0: Father God, we just praise you tonight. Uh, We just thank you for all that you have done tonight. We just uh, praise your name. Father, we're so thankful, and we're not going to let any of, your, uh, any of your word that you have spoken tonight, any of the seeds that you have uh, thrown tonight, uh, is going to fall on the background, but it's going to fall into good soil, Lord, and it's, uh, it's going to bear fruit uh, a hundredfold in our lives, in Jesus' name, just praise you, in Jesus' name,
1: Amen. Amen. Turn around and tell someone God loves you, and so do I, and you're dismissed.